1: Full of frustration. Full of despair. Despair. From years of hurt, disappointment, and relegation. Two British football fans have had enough. Canary Bird Elliot Holman and Wanderer Henry Hewitt are in search of glory. Pride. Passion. In search of silverware. And they found... Major League Soccer
2: Did you hear that bit at the start, you know, the relegation,
1: relegation, relegation Yeah I did Not for my team You lucky, lucky This is the MLS UK Show
2: Thank you very much for downloading, welcome along to episode 11 of the MLS UK Show My name's Elliot Holman And I'm Henry Hewitt Here's what's coming up this week on the podcast. We'll look back at this week's action in MLS as both mine and Elliot's teams actually won. Incredible. Uh, how did we and you do
3: with this week's predictions? Uh, we got Mike from New England Revolution UK to join us on the phone to discuss the Lee Gwynn saga finally being over. And
2: we'll look ahead to a midweek schedule five games during the week lots to discuss on this week's MLS UK show
1: the MLS UK show
2: I think there's only one place to start I know and it's not with MLS <laughs> you sound a little bit um, little, little bit croaky
3: yeah I've got some water here um, I, uh, I I did some celebrating
2: last night to say the least uh, for those who, for those yeah. who don't know, and I mean, let's be honest, don't care. Uh, <laughs> no, no one cares. Even I don't care. Uh, explain just how ridiculous yesterday was for you. Uh,
3: well, as you know through our introduction, uh, I'm a Bolton Wanderers fan, and let me just paint a picture for you. Bolton Wanderers uh, as a football club Uh nearly- a joke. Nearly went out of existence two years ago. Uh, We've not actually signed a player for any money since 2015. Uh, Two of those years uh, being in a transfer embargo. Uh, We have the record for longest transfer embargo.
2: At least you've won something.
3: Yeah. Uh, Last year, we got promoted back from League One to the Championship. And in the Championship, you've got the likes of Wolves, Middlesbrough, Aston Villa, all these clubs spending millions and thousands on wages. Yeah, Bolton, who have an average salary of uh, six grand per week per player, (laughs) managed to stay up. And we didn't just stay up in any old boring, let's finish, I don't know, 12th, have a good season. No. We left it to the 87th minute on the last game of the season. We were 2-1 down to Nottingham Forest, needing a win, and we scored two goals in the last five minutes. The place erupted uh, Stuart Holden, MLS legend, and Bolton legend celebrated on Twitter as well. And then I went out last night and celebrated uh,
2: after being on the pitch. And you were on the pitch again? Any excuse. Any I, excuse. I opened up a pack of biscuits earlier. It's supposed to be six in there. There were seven. Would you, would you like to celebrate? Would you, oh, would you like to run on the pitch? If there was a pitch to run onto, I would
3: do for that. Honestly. Uh, But, yeah, so I... I am uh,
2: concerned, with Atlanta doing so well, now top of the uh, MLS shield, I am concerned as to what's going to happen when a team that you support actually achieves something worthwhile. We'll have to wait till December then, won't we? It's going to happen.
3: So, yeah, I'm a bit rough. I've got some water here. Elliot, you're uh, fresh as a daisy um thanks for if you're listening for mls coverage thanks for indulging me this moment to talk about my english team actually
2: uh, I'd, I'd now like to talk about norwich city finishing 14th oh yeah how did you do yesterday uh, anyway um i, I want to do you remember leanne from last week's podcast yeah she uh, is a sporting kc fan and she gave us a little bit of of credit didn't she she wrote she wrote to us and said, you, you read it out and said she really likes the podcast and um, she enjoyed that we were talking about the, the Scottish Messi, Johnny yep. Russell. Um, and she gave us a lot of credit for the podcast. And she said, despite Elliot being an Orlando fan, she's got a big problem with me being an Orlando fan. I don't really know why. I didn't know we had beef with, with SKC. Um, but we. I just thought I'd, I should update you on this. Oh, yeah. Because we've made up.
3: Oh, that's nice. We're She's friends. A, we're friends again. It's nice
2: that you're you're friends with the listeners. Yeah. Um. Leanne uh, proposed a scarf swap, so we've done it. Oh, Orlando and SKC. No, oh. she wanted one uh, from from the UK. Right. So I sent her the mighty a scarf from the mighty Norwich City, the Canaries. Uh, so that's on her on its way to Kansas as we speak, uh, and she sent me uh, an SKC scarf. So I'm excited for that. Cool. Well, I'm glad that you've made up. I mean, the postage cost twice as much as the scarf did, but well, we... I'm not
3: surprised for being a Norwich scarf.
2: We won't go into that. Thanks, Leanne. Looking
3: forward to receiving it. Uh, Leanne got in touch. Uh, quite a few people got in touch this week with your
2: predictions for the game. So, shall we have a look how everyone's done? Oh, I'm dreading this because I predicted. I, I don't think I did well this week. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Okay, let's do it. Let's
1: go through. Previously in MLS. MLS.
2: So Friday night,
3: well, Saturday morning in the UK. Yep. uh, The weekend kicked off with Toronto FC finally getting a victory. Well done, guys. I Uh, watched this. Yeah, second win of a season. And, uh, yeah, I I watched it as well, actually. I found a a, a not-at-all-illegal stream to watch it. Um, (laughs) Yeah,
2: same. uh, Toronto
3: controlled it, didn't they?
2: Yeah, completely. Although, uh, at the start, as I was watching, um, sort of from... Ten minutes to maybe between ten and twenty minutes. Philly were Philly were looking okay. Looking like they may nick a goal, cause a little bit of an upset, cause at least cause a bit of a problem. Um but Toronto soon soon got to it, scored a goal before half time, went in one nil up and uh and looked comfortable to be fair. Yeah, well the
3: wind was playing a factor
2: in this game, wasn't it?
3: Mm. I, I think uh, they closed Toronto Airport. They did something, it was really windy and uh at half time I actually thought, Well, with the wind playing apart, maybe Philly can come out and, and try and nick something here because it was only 1-0. Uh, Vasquez got the goal. But they really disappointed me second half. They didn't... You Like, you watched the first half. Second half, they didn't really do much Philadelphia Union and Toronto controlled it. Giovinco scored and then Chapman in the last minute, smart finish. So, I uh, think what,
2: whatever your tactics are in, in MLS against teams, um, teams like Atlanta, like Toronto, like New York, who, SKC, who can really hurt you, Dare I even put Orlando in that bracket? Probably not. Um you you get tired. It's difficult to sustain. We we talked about this last week, the way that Colorado set up against Orlando trying to frustrate high press. That takes a lot of your energy and is so hard to sustain. And then when you do get the ball, to to then find even more in you to to burst forward it is difficult. Um we all know. Away games on the road in MLS are really, really tough. I don't think anyone will be surprised with a with a Toronto victory. No,
3: so uh, good win for them. Back to winning ways. Showed their class. So well done, Toronto. And uh, this was your first ever correct
2: prediction. Did I get it right?
3: You got this three 0 right. Three nil. Yeah. Yes. I said three one. Unfortunately. Uh, so uh, imagine you... getting
2: that wrong, huh? <laughs>
3: so you're ten five up this week. Uh, we had. Uh, People who tweeted us all said that Toronto win. Uh, Ross, Pete, Leanne, uh, Daniel underscore LUFC did as well.
2: By the way, thanks so much for getting involved. That's really cool. I'm glad so many people are are on this. If you want to get involved this week uh, when we do our predictions for for these midweek fixtures, tweet us at MLS UK show. Next was Montreal winning. Uh,
3: No one. Predicted this right, not even me and you. Oh, actually. Uh, although you did kind of predict it right because you it ended up Montreal Impact 4, New England Revolution 2. Montreal went 4-0 up and then New England pulled it back to 4-2. You said 2-2, you said they'd go 2 nil up and then Montreal will throw it away in the second half. Yeah, there it is. And we nearly did. <laughs>
2: Must be a bonus point in there. Give, uh, give me one point. No. Huh. You'll see why at the end. Uh, no so. give me one point give me <laughs> a point give me a point
3: no uh, uh. Jackson Hamill scoring his first goals of the season tweet, um, me,
2: tweet me if you think I should get a point
3: please at MLS UK show thanks no you're not having that uh, Piatti scored set up two goals he's the master and he if, uh, he makes Montreal tick so and um, he did they really controlled the game Montreal very impressive performance to go 4-0 up New England did pull it back, like we said, but uh, Impact got the mojo back in this
2: one, so uh, good for them. Despite crumbling, as predicted, by Elliot Holman. Yeah. At MLS UK show, if you think I should get a bonus point. Thank you. Uh, Moving on uh, to the Hudson River Derby. What a game. What a game. What a performance from Red Bulls. I had a Chinese takeaway, and the Hudson River Derby on the telly. Beautiful. Perfect in the sunshine. But here it was, anyway. Oh, it was a wonderful weekend, weather-wise. This game... Well, do you know what? Right. New York Red Bulls were absolutely incredible. I tweeted saying best MLS performance of the season. They were absolutely brilliant. 2-0 up after five minutes. Incredible start. 100 miles an hour. Put NYCFC to the sword. And they didn't stop. They didn't sit back. They were intercepting passes. They were reading the game so much better. New York barely. They didn't do anything. They, I'm not exaggerating. They did nothing, no. especially in the first sort of 70 minutes. Created absolutely nothing. I was going to say, going forward,
3: talking about this game, do we concentrate on how good New York Red Bulls were or mm. do we look at New York City?
2: How are we going to do this? We've seen New York Red Bulls play really well at home a few times this season. They were, they were even better. They were, and this is the thing, New York City weren't great. New York Red Bulls would have beaten anyone. They would have beaten anyone, however they played the other day, because they were just tactically spot on. They were up for it. They looked fit. They looked fresh. They were um, anticipating balls, interrupting. Tyler Adams was absolutely brilliant. Great interceptions, starting at counter attacks constantly. New York just could. It just was not happening. NYCFC, it just was not happening for them. No, if I was an NYC
3: fan, it, it would. You'd be disappointed anyway, it's poor performance. But each goal seemed like it could have been on the training ground. There was no urgency from the defence and New York Red Bulls were just quicker to everything. The first two goals, like the first one was a tap-in after a BWP shot. Second one, again, threw on goal. I know it was a deflection. Even the last goal where, you know, it's a break-in play mm. and it just goes New York Red Bulls' way and um, Etienne goes round the uh, the goalkeeper and puts it in bwp's goal just a simple header it was just really poor for new york city uh considering how well they've done
2: but uh, it, again it would be harsh to you know they are the yes they didn't have to travel far but they are the away side and it would be too harsh to not give the credit to to red bulls because they were brilliant and uh new york city's uh twitter did
3: still manage to have a dig in even though we lost four nil we said right back to new york Uh, let's uh, let's get back to our next game back to the baseball stadium yeah Uh, New York Red Bulls five points off NYC now with two games in hand so they'll be looking to uh, put pressure on them even more Uh, Minnesota won uh, Vancouver Whitecaps nil
2: what did we predict
3: Uh, I said New York City win you said a draw so moving on (laughs) Uh, New York uh, sorry Minnesota United won Vancouver Whitecaps nil Uh, Minnesota did you see any of this game no Right, Toy got sent off, which we'll discuss when it's fantasy football. That really didn't do me any good. Uh, but the sending off was a basically, uh, I think it was Waston. He was kind of, the ball was uh, on the wing, and he was kind of, you know, when you're in the area jostling a bit. Toy, he kind of, he didn't do it much, but then Waston went down like a sack of spuds and got him sent off. And after that, you kind of thought, I don't have any problem with Vancouver Whitecaps. I don't support Minnesota United, but I was like, no. Go on Minnesota because that weren't right and hopefully it'll get rescinded. It was mm. like when Waston got his sent Yeah. Yeah. It was like that and he's got his rescinded, so we'll see what we do with tie. Uh and then uh funnily enough the goal that Minnesota scored 10 minutes later, Ibarra scored it. And he shot, the goalkeeper saved, it kind of looped up in the air. He reacted quickest. Do you know who uh, the defender nearest to him was? <laughs> go on. Waston. And he didn't, uh, funnily enough, <laughs> he didn't have the energy to go back. So, uh, you know, what What goes around comes around. Yeah. Uh, so Minnesota dug in, Vancouver had some chances at the end. Uh, Rayner hit the bar, Kamara had a few chances, Shea had a, a chance, uh, Tips over. So they dug in, good win for Minnesota, that and uh, I said they'd win 2-1 you said it'd be a draw 1-1 <sighs> so uh, we'll tally up at the end but okay, I got that one kind of right LAFC 1 FC
2: Dallas 1 I know I didn't predict a draw here no you said 4-1 LAFC <laughs> <laughs> I really expected them to uh, but this is the thing every week I say I really like this Dallas side and I'm pl- I'm pleased from that they managed to go to to LAFC and get a result or uh, you know, at least take a point. That's that's big result. It is, and I think after the New York
3: City game last week, it was important for them. It, it like you look and see how uh, FC Dallas going to do this season. For them to go to LAFC and get a point, that's a big point for them, and it kind of gives them a bit of momentum. And they still again.
2: only lost one game.
3: Yeah, right.
2: So you know that's a, that's a big season. It's a good start. I know there's been draws in there, but only losing one game at this stage of the season, you, you're putting yourself. You're putting yourself in in real playoff contention.
3: Yeah, yeah. Uh, well done to Pete who got that uh, draw right on the um, on the predictions. No one else said a draw. Good work, Pete. well uh, be just quickly on this game. Hmm. Beta Shaw, yep. got the goal. Yeah. Did you see the goal? Yep. To, to stay on side for a fullback to stay on side a, and then finish yeah. it.
2: BWP David Villa. They'd be proud of that. Do you know why though? Why? Because he's my right back. In my fantasy team. Oh, of course he is. <laughs> of
3: course he is. Anyway, Aruti got the equaliser. Great turn, great space. Good finish. Elliot chances, uh, but good point for FC Dallas. Yep, good point on the road that. Now, we've not done this for about three
2: weeks, four weeks. Mm, I, I know which game you're about to mention. We have some teams we need to have a chat with Seattle Sanders, Columbus
3: Crew SC. We've said before on this podcast that myself and Elliot, we didn't come to MLS for nil-nils. We get enough of that in England, in the Premier League. We came to MLS for goals, for action, but mainly goals.
2: What was this this goal?
3: It was Seattle Sounders nil, Columbus Crew nil. Nil-nil. Unsurprisingly, no one predicted that. Actually, no. Ross did. Ross did he? Did, yeah, Ross tre- treated us. Said nil nil Seattle. Wow, Ross. So well done. However, a frowny face to you, Ross, because we don't want nil nils. Yeah, don't go predicting nil nils.
2: Even though I've done it for the last few weeks, <laughs> and then didn't this week, and a nil nil happened. Uh, for the I, for the remainder of the podcast, Seattle and Columbus, you are getting booed. Yeah, it's happening. Uh, so
3: moving on quickly. They don't deserve us to talk about them. But these do. Atlanta won 2-1 again. Top of the league now. Top of the supporters' shield. It feels good to be an Atlanta fan.
2: This is the thing for Orlando. I was like, oh, it's good that New York City lost. And then Atlanta went and won. Can and I just top. say, like, I think last week
3: or two weeks ago, you pointed out that Norwich and Orlando won for the first time on the same weekend. Mm. This, for me, was the first weekend that both Atlanta <laughs> and Bolton won.
0: Atlanta win every week that says it all about Bolton
3: (laughs) yeah Uh, so I said 1-0 Atlanta you said it'd be 2-2 so I get 5 points for that Uh, wishful thinking on my part I think and Leanne as well Leanne got 2-1 oh my friend Leanne well done Leanne Uh, 10 points for her and Atlanta 0-0 half time came out second half and uh, Barco got his first goal and then Martinez got his goal again and he smiled I saw this I think
2: he's been listening to the podcast. Yeah, he kinda of, we always
3: say he'd never celebrate. He was reluctant, but he smiled. Yeah. Cracked a smile. Uh but Darlington Nagby though for that second goal. I mean yeah. he's he's been doing his job really well and he's kind of been one of the quieter members of the squad. He was shouting out loud that one, two, and then just it was it was Martinez and Nagby on the goalkeeper. Uh, Adams is getting blamed from a Chicago side. He's getting he could give the ball away to Almiron for the first goal as yeah. well. Not great from Adams, which is a shame. Obviously, we want the British lads to do well. Follows me on Twitter. He does. Shout out to Mo Adams. Uh, well, oh, don't <laughs> make sure he doesn't listen this week. <laughs> uh, and Nagby, I think he was great. Yeah, great. For you. Giving the ball away and not tracking his man, but then Shh. Nagby uh, Gonna
2: try and get him on the show.
3: Laid it off to Martinez, who put it in. And then Ellis got his first goal for Chicago, pulled it back to 2-1, but... Um, is he my fantasy team? No, oh, of course he is. Of course he is. I can't believe this. You'll find out later in the podcast why I can't believe it. He's, he's, he's got lucky again. Uh, so Chicago, uh, another defeat for them after the impressive feature against Red Bulls last week, so they'll be disappointed. They played Schweinsteiger in a more attacking role mm. this time. Didn't quite work out, though. Uh, Houston Dynamo three, LA Galaxy two. You said the win one 0 I said LA Galaxy would win, so you get five points yes. in this one. And um, what's going on with Galaxy? Yeah, well, we mentioned last week. There's Latan and Ashley Cole. They weren't happy at what was happening,
2: all the defeats they're having. I mean, famously, before we now lay into Galaxy, Houston on the road, not an easy game, is it? No, no, it's
3: not. <laughs> no. Uh, only defeat of the season atlanta but moving on uh and uh well they wouldn't have been impressed with a 90th minute winner as well no. for rodriguez do you know when houston beat atlanta and we, we uh we saying oh it's a shame because it's all about atlanta all the coverage mm. afterwards i looked at on sunday morning when i caught up with mls um and what they were tweeting all i saw about this game oh zlatan's pass for the second goal. I know. I was like, Houston's just beat LA, like, oh, let's give them some credit. Yeah. It was a good pass. It was a good goal, for their second goal. But Well done, Dynamo. You can have credit from us. Yeah, well done. Uh, they got the goal. Uh, VAR turned around their first goal, mm. which is nice to see. Nice to see when it actually works out. Still didn't stop Ashley Cole having a goal at the referee. Well, wow, that's just Ashley Cole. we Ashley Cole. <laughs> uh, SKC uh, one, Colorado Rapids nil. You said 3-1. I said 4-0. Of course, this was 1-0. Five points each? Five points each. Everyone else said an SKC win who tweeted us as well. So I'm surprised that was anyone one Yeah, me too. 16th goal. Uh, sorry, 16th minute, the goal for SKC. And then uh, it, it didn't really... There weren't really many chances after that. I, I would be disappointed if I was... Uh, of course, you're, you're pleased as an SKC if you fan to win. But yeah, yeah. You'd want them to push on. Uh, especially after the defeat to New England last week, uh, but it didn't quite happen. In fact, Badgie for Colorado, great chance, threw on goal. He's their farm player, and he put it wide. This
2: is the thing: when you're on the road, we we see it so much. You get these chances. We saw it with Vancouver the other week to go to go one nil up. You have to take them, and you know, it's easier said than done. You have to take these chances. Um, yeah, the game the game we're going to talk about in a minute is a perfect example. When you go on the road in MLS you don't get a lot of opportunities typically and it's so so important it sounds like such an, an obvious thing to say but you have to take your chances because you know there's a storm coming and you need to you need to try and get as far ahead as you possibly can but when it when it comes to colorado they they're not a creative they're not heavily on the on the creative side they're physical they'll they'll get in amongst it and and they'll fight for every ball but they're not They're not creative, so when they have those chances, really important that they take them. Yeah, I think uh, I think the style of play works at home when they're playing at home.
3: I know they got difficult place to go. It is. I know they got beat to Orlando, but other than that, they've been doing really well at home. Away, that's where they've they've. Did Orlando beat them? I don't know. Apparently so. Yeah. Uh, Away, they've just they've not been cutting it. So they need uh, Anthony Hudson really needs to uh, pick up the farm away from home. And the game I'm sure you were talking about is. San Jose Earthquakes, Portland Timbers. Portland won one nil, which you got right. You yes, 1-0. that's so
2: two right in one week. Yeah, well done. What is going on with SJ? What like, what are the earthquakes doing? At what point do you have to make a radical change? Because this is really, really poor now. Yeah, it is. I watched the highlights, and it didn't seem a great game. Portland only just above them, by the way. It's not like you know. It's not like this is a real mismatch. No.
3: But Portland, at least, had hit the post, they were creating the better chances. Like I said, it weren't a great game, but there's just nothing at the moment with San Jose. You look at them and think, I don't know, there's just nothing for me that tells me that they're
2: going to have a late surge for the playoffs or anything like that. I don't see the the Schweinsteiger, that when they go 1-0 down, grabs the game, turns it round. I don't see the creative spark that you see in in an Almiron. I don't see a finisher that you see in... David Villa, there's I don't I don't get what what that team's built around. You no. get you get up to three designated players. You have to build your team around those players. I don't get what they what they're trying to do. They're probably the only side in the champion in in the in MLS that that I can't see what their ideology is. No, and they've
3: got decent players as well. I mean, of course they've got Wondolowski up front, who is what still nine off the record. so but you have to feed, you have
2: to feed him. Yeah, you, you have to be creating chance after chance after chance after chance. And they don't. No. Uh, which is disappointing because
3: you look at, like, Houston, uh, you've got uh, Kishinevili or whatever he's called, <laughs> uh, Jungworth as well. They've got the players there. just it's not clicking at the moment. One win in eight, no wins in seven. Really disappointing for a San Jose point of view. But Portland, back to, um, you know, they've got a 1-0 win. And like you said, you've got to take your chances. Valeri. Valeri. Great free kick, 88th minute, bang, job done. Yeah. Move on. Good 1-0. work. One last game. Oh. <laughs> you know what's coming. So RSL went 1-0 up against Orlando City, playing really well. Baird, great finish. Yep. Think over Bendik. Uh, then Baird hit the post. Uh, Rusnak hit the post. Bendik made a great save. Bendick made a great save. And then I switched off. At sixty
2: minutes. Oh, let me fill you in. Orlando scored three goals. We won three-one, mate. I predicted three-one. I got that one right, so I'm happy with that. I'll take that. I'll I'll sacrifice you. You getting the points for that. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Orlando were really poor.
3: Do you feel really mm. winning three-one?
2: They were really poor. No no one will come away from that game yesterday saying well, that was good. But the positive is when you're winning games and not playing well that. Is when you're a real, real danger. That's when you're a threat. And do you know what? I kind of like to see that. We all want to see our teams play beautiful football and pass it around. They looked as soon as they went a goal. Soon as sorry. Soon as they went down a goal, they looked nervous. They looked too tense. Everything they everything nothing was coming off for them. And they just needed. They had so much time. Just needed to relax. It just took that calming influence. Just relax. Play your football. And I've never supported a team where when they go 1-0 down I think that's eh, all right but I I I always knew I genuinely I texted my dad and I said it'll be fine I'd like I I I never doubted it and it's so nice to see when you can play poorly and still come through and win 3-1 big dumb drio with a goal again six straight wins six straight wins
3: uh, yeah, so well done, uh, Daniel underscore Lufc got three one as well to Orlando. So. Well done, Daniel. Good, good decision, mate. Well done. Uh, he ends on forty five points, moving swiftly on. Um, sorry, what?
2: Why are we not talking about Orlando six straight victories? Yeah, yeah. Well done. Uh, yeah, so he's ended on. Five... Sorry, just. There's one. There's one more thing I need to just get off my chest regarding this game. Right, what is it? Get in. Get in. Get in. Get in. Get in. Is that five? Get in! Come on! Come on! Just took that time to have some water. Just making the most of it because it's all going to come tumbling down next week. Anyway, moving on. Let's, uh, who, who's done well in the old predictions?
3: Uh, Daniel Lufc got forty-five. We actually both got thirty-five. We've drawn this
2: week, but with my extra point for saying that Montreal will will no, crumble in the second have half.
3: That. I'm not giving you
2: extra point. I win this week. That's good, isn't it? we have I... already had a few tweets in. A Few people saying that I should. Uh, I should get the point. No, if not. <laughs> Episode's not live yet, but a few people getting in touch. No, I'm not having it. Uh, so Daniel won.
3: We got 35 each. Uh, Ross and Leanne both got 35. Pete got 30, but still respectable.
2: Strong week. Well done, guys. If you so, want to get involved this week, tweet us at MLS UK show. Send us your predictions and, uh, and we'll mark them. See whether you can beat us. We'll get the red pen out. Yeah. No one got an F this week. Brilliant. Good work.
1: MLS UK Show with Elliot Holman and Henry Hewitt.
3: So, the saga
2: is finally over. Lean win seconds after we recorded last week's podcast. Annoyingly, typically this always happens. Uh, signed for LAFC. Yes, and
3: uh, we thought we'd get a New England perspective on it. So we've got Mike here, who uh, is—he does the podcast for New England Revolution UK. Yeah,
2: Mike, welcome to MLS UK show. How are you doing?
0: Not too bad, thank you. How are you?
2: I'm really good, thank you. Thanks very much for joining us. Um, You must be a little bit, I'm going to say miffed is probably the the word, regarding this, uh, this Lee Nguyen saga.
0: Uh, yeah, it's obviously been dragging on now since the the well, actually since last season. Really, it's kind of a it started it started at the beginning of last season, and it's kind of you know I think we came to fruition from that one, and then it's dragged into the start of this season with uh, obviously a new head coach in charge. And uh, yeah, I suppose a lot of revs fans out there will be kind of relieved in some way that the whole situation is now finally coming to an end. But like anything, with new england revolution involved it, it it seems that we always leave it to the last second <laughs> before we actually
2: do anything so and for those who uh, who maybe don't know don't know as much about the revs um or or the player itself or, or the saga just explain as much as much as you know and as much as you can what the issues have been with with lee whilst he's been at the revs yeah so
0: see, obviously he's you know he's, he's he's been a standout player i think a lot of Fans, including myself, are actually sad to see him leave. He's a, you know, he's a, you he's know, a, 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 a quality player. Um, he, you know, 2014 was his standout season for us. Uh, I believe out of the 32 appearances, I think he's got something like 18 goals for us. Uh, he got MVP for us that year. He, you know, we had a, a really good season, and then he kind of followed that on um, for the 2015 season and 15-16 well, and then 16, 17 season as well. Uh, he's had really good form. Um, he kind of made it. Known that he kind of, you know, he wanted to go somewhere else, he wanted to be traded from the Revolution at the start of last season. Uh, Jay Heaps um, supposedly didn't have any viable options that kind of made sense for both clubs uh, to, uh, and both parties to kind of let him go. Um, so we kind of dug our heels in there. Um, but again, you know, testament to Lee, he, he played really well for us throughout the whole of the season. Um, and then obviously Brad Friedel's now coming at the start of this season. He's basically said right from the off that it, it, it doesn't matter what your name is in the back of your shirt. You know, you have to fight for your place. Everyone started on an even uh, playing field. And then Lee just didn't turn up to pre-season. <laughs> he, he, I think it was the third week before he turned up. Um, so, obviously, you know, not getting in the good books with the managers from the start there. Um, supposedly reports from out of the revolution camp is that, he you know, he when he did turn up, he was putting the effort. Um, you know, the, the the other players kind of welcomed him back in. Um, but, you know, it didn't obviously sit well with Brad. He was still saying that he wanted to be traded. Um, and um, a lot of Revolution fans were basically saying, you know, yes, he's, you know, it's not well, it's not been dealt with very well from either party, but at the end of the day, he's a quality player. And if we're not trading him, then we need to play him. Um, so, yeah, it was quite divided in the whole community of Revolution supporters of do we play him uh, or, you know, do we kind of just keep him on the bench and, and and let him rock for the whole season, but obviously now he's he's been traded to uh, LAFC. So, if
2: in that situation, in in those three weeks at the start of the season, where. Um, obviously, from the season before, you knew that he wanted away. You, you knew that he, he didn't. He didn't want to play at the Revs anymore. Um, in those three weeks, were there rumours uh, of clubs coming in for him? Rumours uh, of trades, etc. Because we we saw a similar thing at, at exactly the same time with with Kyle Larrin. He didn't report to Orlando's preseason training uh, and and ended up in Besiktas with absolutely no permission whatsoever. Um, what what was kind of going on in those three weeks? Uh,
0: yes, yeah, so there was. Um... Talks that uh, obviously didn't sit very well with any Revolution fan. That Chicago Fire were, were interested in him, um, but I, I believe I think they made a move. Uh, I can't, can't remember that. I know they brought somebody in, so we kind of thought, okay, well, he's a very similar player to what you know Lewin would have brought to them. So that kind of got um, you know the, the talk kind of went. Then, then Minnesota was supposedly interested as well. Uh, reports were that I think Minnesota possibly did table. Um, a bid. I'm not. I didn't hear any confirmed sources of it though. Um, but it wasn't kind of what the revolution. L- they were kind of hanging out. They wanted a million. I think that's what they wanted in, in allocation money. I wasn't too sure on what the split was. Um, but obviously, um, I think it was somewhere around the half, kind of a million in general allocation money that was offered, and no draft round picks or anything like that. It was just the, the money. Um, so then I believe, you know, that that wasn't good enough. So it kind of almost felt that. It wasn't going to happen. It was going to be that we we're going to have him. And, and to be fair, like you know, it, it probably wouldn't have been the worst thing. I'm still a little bit unsure about if we need Win or not. It's at the moment I don't, you know, we're doing very well um, in terms of what <laughs> what we usually do. But it's um, it's coming t- towards the latter stage of the season. You know, we've got cup games as well. Um, I don't think we've got the best depth in in, in terms of of in certain positions and i think that you know i was kind of glad that, to see that we kept nemes because there's a lot of reports again that he was potentially on his way out of the club uh, i think we, if we would have lost them both that would have been a huge um but yeah it's um it was quite annoying to see that we left it so late i think we got a good value for money um but at the same time we'd left it late so there was no kind of movement we couldn't have bought in a, a replacement but I think we could be lacking possibly something, in, especially towards the back end of the season when people might be really fatigued, or you know, possibly pick up an injury and sort of suspensions, anything like that. We, I don't think we've got quite got the depth in in certain positions that, that Lee Wim could have kind of uh, us out with.
2: Yeah, what is um what what are the realistic targets for for the revs this year? Because obviously there's been teams um there's teams up the top already, and I, I'm looking at um you know obviously NYCFC who who have made an incredible start atlanta can go above them with with their game in hand um obviously skc orlando that there's some there's some teams really starting to pull away and put big results together big chains of results together what is a realistic target for for new england and are they compromising what could have been by a not playing lean win and secondly letting him go with no time to replace him
0: uh, I mean, hopefully, I think realistically you know, we would like to make the, the kind yes. of, you know, the the, the the playoffs. I was really sure at the end of the season. It's like the, the playoffs that it kind of splits into and then you get um, into obviously the, the, the final. But it, I think realistically, you know, we, we've got to look top five. Um, obviously, we're sitting in fourth at the, at the, at the moment uh, kind of in our divisional conference. Obviously, we, we're, we're splitting to the, the eastern side at the moment. Um, so I think realistically, we can do it. I think it's... It it, it does worry me, the fact that we've kind of let him go. There's no one that's coming to replace him. Um, As I said, I was kind of glad that we kept Nemeth because that is is an option. Um, Obviously, Rose coming back from injury now, which is obviously a massive, massive plus from us. Hopefully, he can kind of start finding some form that he was finding towards the back end of the last season, which obviously got him into the the, um, US men's national team. And... You know, we've brought in Christian Panier. He's been an absolute breath of, of fresh air to, to the revolution. Um, Casido as well. He's done. See, I, for me, Casido was almost sold to us that he was going to be a defensive, kind of more defensive-minded player. But I can kind of see him definitely playing uh, more more in kind of the offensive third. He does seem to like to push forward. Scotty Calderwell has been... Um, well, he's everywhere. To be fair, <laughs> he, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he actually has a role. He can't, he, I, just, I just seen kind of everywhere on the pitch. He just runs non-stop for for 90 minutes. Um, but yeah, it's, we've got a few. We've got a few good. um got quite a few good players actually in our academy. Um, you know, there's a, there's a, a player. Um, I believe it's. I can't remember how you pronounce it. I think it's Vaughan. It's bang, well, it's but I don't know if you pronounce it okay. Vaughan. I'm not too sure. He looked. He joined us in preseason in the first team and he came on quite a lot and he looked quite good and he's quite a similar player to, to Lee Win in some aspects. Um he's he's a little bit smaller but he's you know he's quite low to the ground. He's got you know quick uh burst of speed and you know he looks like a very creative player. Um so I was kind of hoping that maybe in the in the cut run we might possibly give him a run out. Um uh, but yeah it is it is quite brilliant that as I said towards the, the back end of the season if, if you get, you know, if 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 Diego or Panilla pick up an injury Yes, we've got Nemf. Yes, we've got Roe, but you know we haven't got the most. Although Thiel Bunbury actually has been, you know, performing quite well. He's not kind of a striker that, or you know, even Agadello at some point, he's not. A... They're not a strike balls that puts fear into defenses. Um, no. but, you know, if you... it's not like you see them. Their name on the team sheet. And you think, oh. No, I'm going to be in for a tough afternoon here. But like Pinnia, yeah, that that's one that at the moment, you know, that, that I imagine some defenders are are dreading coming up against him because of how fast he is, how skillful he is. You know, Diego's been uh, from Dunges, he's been putting in some blinding performances, uh, two quite quiet games, um, recently. But you know, he seems to be uh, pulling his weight again now. Obviously, as I said Rose coming back to to fitness now, so he he'll be a massive uh, uh, plus for us. But if one of them players pick up a you know an injury and then the, or you know the worst case scenario two, then pick up an injury I'm not too... too I think it basically it would ha- we haven't we've got a plan b at the moment in, in terms of formation we've not really had to kind of vary too much from what we've been playing um so it would be quite interesting to see what what Brad uh, would do if we, if we did lose our uh, basically our wide players cuz at the, the moment it's a lot of balls out to the to the you know the uh, kind of wide men and then working it back into the middle um so yeah it would be quite quite interesting to see what actually happens if 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 that was to to
2: us. Yeah, I mean, I I would like to see, it, and I would assume. As soon as that transfer window opens again uh, later on in the year, that 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 money is invested straight back straight back into the team. Um, you know, nine hundred thousand in in allocation money is a lot in in MLS. If you can find a player from another team who's unsettled or available, um, that that could be a really huge um, huge bonus for you t- to get you over that line. Um, in terms of Brad Friedel, how do we feel about Brad? Because I know there's this sort of divided opinion. It was a um, a 50-50 sort of in the, in the first couple of weeks. What do we reckon to, to Brad start at the Revs?
0: Uh, yeah, well, it was quite, you know, a lot of people thought it was just a name. Um, they weren't too sure, obviously, on his credentials as such. So it did almost seem like it was, um, you, you know, the, the choosing of his, you know, what he'd done for, for, for US uh, soccer in general at a national level uh, and obviously at a team level in his uh, early career. Um but yeah, it's it's well, I it's worked out quite well. I think He's 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 completely changed the style of play that the Revolution were playing. Um, it was a little bit worrying at the start of pre preseason um, in terms of this high press that we're playing. It didn't quite seem that the players were kind of understanding it. They were getting very tired. Um, there was a little bit of worry that at the um, last season there was a, I think this game against Seattle Sounders at one point where in the 70th minute of this it was when Revolution obviously under Jay Heaps, who we weren't playing this high press, that the players just looked like they'd played f- five games. They were just completely t- down. Was, you know, even I was looking uh, tiresome. Yeah, obviously, Revolution players are generally used to the colder climates, and obviously when we go to slightly warm ones, it seems that they do struggle. Um, so I'm kind of hoping this high press, getting them fully, fully fit, um, to, to be able, he wants them be able to to realistically press for ninety minutes. That's what he wants to get them to do. Not that he's going to ever ask them to 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 do that, but he wants to get them to the point that they could, if need be, be on this high press um, for for a full ninety minutes. Uh, in terms of back end, uh, you know, in, in the back room as well, he's brought in some some uh, people in terms of uh, the fitness uh, coaches and stuff like that from Tottenham. So that was you know that's helped us a lot. And uh, yeah, he just seems to be doing. Quite a good job. I think the whole stance on Lee Wynn was, it was kind of good to see the fact that he wasn't going to be pushed around by by potentially, you know, Revolution's biggest player, you know, arguably at the time. Because uh, realistically, he could have just caved in and thought, you know what, you, you know, you've had three amazing stand seasons for as you've been instrumental in, you know, achieving what kind of achieved so far. He could have really just kind of, you know, held his hands up and said, you know, Yes, you in the, you're in the start of eleven. You may have been late, but you know he didn't. He, he, that would have had a massive morale knock on on the team as a whole. Because if you if you put your you know yourself in the uh, shoes of another player, you've been training for three weeks solid, and you know you've been in pre-season games, you've been performing quite well, and all of a sudden Lee Winders strolls in, puts his boots on, and gets in the start of eleven in front of you. It would be quite demoralising. It? So I was quite pleased to see his stance on it. Um, I don't think it was handled overly well from any party involved. Really, uh, it could have been handled a lot better and. A lot quicker, I think, uh, but uh, so far, so, so good in my, in my eyes, I'm not too sure. There's still a few people out there that are a bit wavering around, but I know he has won a lot of people over with, um, especially what he says during half halftime at, at, in the Revolution Games as well and what he comes out in post-match uh, conferences. He seems to definitely be saying the right things. doesn't seem to hold any punches back in terms of saying almost what he should normally, you know, in terms of, if you watch a lot of European football, sometimes the managers almost pander towards what they think. Uh, reporters saying, but he doesn't seem to be saying any of, of that. He's just saying it as he as he sees it, which is quite quite refreshing.
2: Yeah, and and I suppose in terms of the way that this this lean win situation that has been handled by Friedel, the it, it is done now. It is over, and players like Agadello, Bunbury, Caldwell. It doesn't matter who it is. They know now they're not to step out of line. I think that's really um, a really key point. And yes, it's a big sacrifice, but the point's been made now.
0: It has, but it's very true actually. Yeah, it's kind of set a precedent that you know, as he said, from the pretty much you know one of the very first things he kind of laid down. A lot of the reports were coming out from the, even the players of how much of a different kind of professionalism. You're not the same that the J Heaps era wasn't, you know, professional. But you know, he's put this different kind of next step of professionalism up, and he's put a lot of rules in place. They didn't really have any rules as such. a... Uh, you know, in, in terms of even like you know, not having your when you're eating with your teammates, you you know you're not allowed to be on your phone, and there's lots of different rules as fines in place, which is before they had never had any fines, a fine system as such. Uh, so they know if they do step out of line, that there is going to be some kind of you know uh, repercussion for that. And it, yeah, it just seems that he's he has proved a point now, and it's it is good to see. And it, as, as he said, it really doesn't matter what your name is on the back of the shirt or what you've he said what you've done previously. It doesn't you know that that's that's what's happened in the past. Now we need to be looking towards the futures, and that's what he's he's trying to build now. So, yeah, it, it's it, it was as I said, refreshing and pleasing to see.
2: Yeah, and uh, and we'll see just how far Brad can take the revs this season. Uh, thank you very much for joining us, Mike. Um, hopefully, we'll we'll get to speak to you again very soon. Uh, and if you do want to follow Mike on Twitter, he is at ne revs uk. Thanks very much, Mike.
0: Thank you for having me on the MLS UK
1: show.
2: Okay. Who's going to be brave and put Lee Nguyen in their fantasy team? Oh, that is... Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know, because he's, he's not match fit, is he? But he, when he's fit and when he's available, you have to feel like... If he was if he was still at Revs and he'd been playing all season, you'd have him in, wouldn't you? So he has to be an option. You have to be looking at Lee Nguyen in the next few weeks. That's true. and uh... Especially you, because it looks like you've... Not done quite so well again this week. Would you like to talk us through what's been going on?
3: Uh, well, I got 69 points. Lucky for some. Not for me this week because you
2: smashed it. How many points did you get? Just loading up. Shout out to MLS for the brand spanking new MLS app, by the way. Very, very nice. It's nice, isn't it? It's got built-in fantasy, which is nice. You text me on Friday going, have you seen the app? I was like, I know. yeah." It's I'm a bit geeky, but like, it's genuinely really good. Well done, MLS. Any app with built-in fantasies, I'm, I'm there. I'm in. i <laughs> Um, so, according to this, I got 93 points. Unbelievable. The average score was 66.1, just to just right. so you know, so I got a third better, basically. I can't
3: believe that. I really can't. Like, you didn't even update your team, did you? I'm going to be honest.
2: For the fourth week running, I didn't do it. No. It's... I don't know why I forget this podcast. It's such a big part of our life. Yeah, I just... I just don't do it. I don't know why, but I don't need to. 93 points. I can't believe it. I'd like to give a shout-out
3: to uh, who did well for me. BWP, 14. He was my captain. Kaku, nice. 16. Bako, 6 points. First goal in MLS. Susie got 10. Uh 8 for his clean sheet. For Minnesota tie. This is what's going to annoy me, right? Mm -hmm. So his red card... Oh, Mason. Yeah. Hopefully will be rescinded. I ain't going to get my points
2: back. I'm stuck on minus two for this week with him. Good. It's not good. Shouldn't be rescinded. Beta Shaw, nine points. Ellis, eight points. Murillo, eight points. Sane had a horrendous game for Orlando. He was terrible. Still scored. Ten points. Almiron, 10 points. Kleshton, 8 points. Johnny Russell, disappointing, 5 points. Uh, Higuain, 6 points. Carlos Vela, 7 points. And Diego Rossi, 18 points. Captain. How did he get 18 points?
3: How did Vela get 7 and he got 18?
2: I don't know. Captain, isn't
3: it? Captain,
2: innit? I don't know what to do now because I, I changed it the week before and I didn't. And you beat me. This is what I'm like in, in the Premier League one. I keep changing it and it doesn't work. I just forget about this one, smashing it. Well, I, that's what I did this week. I ignored it and I've got 69 points, less
3: than you. Quick look at the old league. Don't look at the league. They don't need to do
2: that. I'm 14th now, which for me is good. 631 points out in the lead. John Colby's mates. we mention him every week. 909 points he's got. He got 115 this week. He's he's too good. Houston's Millions in second, 129 points this week. Houston's Millions has gone from LA Galaxy to Orlando. He knows what's up. He knows what's up. Uh, Just scroll. I'm trying to find you. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling on the river. 69 points, mate. That's disappointing. 587 overall. So you're almost... uh, John Colby's mates by this time next week could be sort of double your points, Tally, just saying. He knows his stuff. He's top of the league. Extra opportunity for you to redeem yourself because we have some mid-week action.
1: This week in MLS.
2: Kind of annoying because we've had to do two podcasts. Yeah,
3: we're going to be doing two this week, so this one will go out on Monday evening, Tuesday morning,
2: whenever. This is the first leg. Yeah, second leg will be Thursday night. Or Friday morning. Let's talk about some of the games. There's five games, which is nice. I like this. I'm a big fan of this midweek action, even though it does cause us a little bit of extra work. Um, Atlanta. Now, this is this is important because you've got a huge game at the weekend.
3: I know, we've got Orlando, but arguably, in the uh, Supporters' Shield rankings, this is
2: a bigger game. Not on this podcast. Uh, Atlanta play a... Be Sporty. honest. Be honest. You've got Sporting KC. Right. On, on Wednesday night, Thursday morning for us. Be honest. Yeah. Would you rather beat SKC for your s- sort of supporters' shield hopes? Or would you rather beat Orlando just to wind me up and put, and put a stop to our what could be a seven game winning streak? But this is awkward because as an Atlanta fan, I want us to win the supporters'
3: shield. However, I'm just bored of you saying, Get in, get in, get in! Get in! So, I hope he rests every player on Thursday night. Sorry, Thursday morning. And just saves them for the uh, Orlando
2: game. Do a Toronto. Yeah. Works hmm. for them. Well, bring it on. You've got SKC. What's your prediction? Um, at home. Atlanta at home. We'll smash them. 3-1. 1-0 Atlanta. Take it. Actually, no. Can I change? Yeah. I want, it. I want to go... Wishful thinking, 1-1. Good luck with that. 1-1. Me v. Leanne. Columbus Crew. (laughs) Versus Philadelphia Union. Um, Let's just hope Columbus score
3: at least one. Get back in our good books. I think they will. Philadelphia Union. Um, I just think this will be 2-1 Columbus. I think they'll be too strong at home. They'll get back to winning ways. I'm going 2-0 Columbus. Also at half 12 on Thursday morning is Toronto FC versus Seattle Sounders. A replay of the MLS Cup final. Mm. Last two years.
2: How do you think this will go, Elliot? Soccer ball is a funny game. I am going to go 2-1 Seattle Sounders. And that's Seattle Sounders.
3: Mm, I don't know. I, I think Toronto would be too strong at home. I think it'll be Toronto... I think Toronto 2, Seattle Sounders
2: 0. Yeah. Just like last year. I just fancy Seattle to just turn the season around. It'd be funny. You have some beef with Toronto, don't you? Ever
3: since the fans called you out a few weeks ago.
2: It's no, it's more that... Like, Seattle can't continue. I keep saying Seattle. I'm not going to keep booing. It's just getting ridiculous. Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. <laughs> all, all, all that stuff. They can't continue to be this terrible. One day they're going to shock someone. And I just think it would just be funny if it was... now. Nah.
3: Yeah, well, they do have making up to do. The Seattle fans were not happy at the end of a game at the weekend. They booed them off the pitch, so... did it sound like this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, But for still think Toronto will win. Uh, right, half one Thursday morning. Chicago Fire versus Montreal Impact. Uh, Montreal getting back to winning ways against New England Revolution. Can they take this form into the game against Chicago Fire?
2: Well, let's face it, that is a winnable game for them. I, I was going to say 3 all, but with the fixture congestion, you tend not to get such high scores. So I'm going to say one all. This is my 0-0. Can't go predicting I'm going nil nil. I'm gonna have to be you, I'm afraid. <laughs> My boo button's getting worn out. And
3: last but not least, LAFC versus Minnesota United. Thursday, three AM. This uh, is gonna
2: be a late night. This is gonna
3: be a late night. And a school night as well. And I think it'll be a successful night for LAFC. I think they will win three nil.
2: Two nil. There we go. End of part one of this week's MLS UK show end of the first leg join us again for leg two the all important second leg as we find out whether Atlanta can continue at the top of the MLS supporters shield before their big trip to Orlando spoiler they will (laughs) I hope you get thrashed. Uh, Follow us on Twitter. You can get involved with your predictions if you're quick at MLS UK show. Uh, And of course, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. So as soon as we finish it and we upload it, it lands in your inbox. Uh, Thanks very much for listening as always. And we'll catch you again for the second leg very soon. See ya. Sports Social Podcast
1: Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty,